Hey, come on. Good morning, Go Church family. How you feel today? You feel good? Good. Man, it is. Wow. It's so great to see all of you today. I have great expectation in my heart today for you and your family. Anybody at a Go Church campus, you're believing God for a miracle today. Come on, if that's you. So it's going to be a great day together. Before we get into the Word, I do want to just say how much of a joy and honor it is uh, to be your pastor and uh, thank you for the opportunity to share the word of God with you today and fulfilling this house. This is our South Metro Atlanta campus, our broadcast campus, and this room is full today. I know Montgomery County campus, our Montgomery County, Maryland campus is packed. West Side Atlanta is rocking and rolling online. We got pockets of people literally around the country watching Go Church today, and so we just greet all of you. Whatever campus you're part of, whatever location you're at, even if you're in your living room drinking coffee, eating bacon and eggs, come on somebody, we love you, we welcome you. Come on Go Church family, put your hands together, welcome one another today, let's go. I know we have a, a lot of guests here today, you've been invited because it is Miracle and Healing Sunday, and so we welcome all of our guests again. One of the traditions that we have is that before we get into the message, we always pause to give honor and appreciation to the brave men and women that serve in the military, all of our courageous veterans and active duty, and then all of our first responders. So if that's you at any campus, we just wanna show you some love. Would you just put your hand up real quick and I want every auditorium to go crazy. Come on, every campus. Thank you, oh, come on, come on. Thank you so much, thank you. God bless you over here. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, let them know we love them. Thank you. God bless you. Yeah. Bless you, sir. Thank you so much for serving. Very, very quickly, three weeks away is Easter, Easter Sunday here at Go Church, and I want to make sure that you are in the know about all of the gatherings happening at all of our campuses. Uh, Montgomery County, Maryland, you're at 9 and 11. Westside Atlanta, you're at 10. And then at this campus, we've got 7 a.m., 8.15, 9.45, Now, all of the gatherings are free. There's nothing that is a requirement for entry except the 7 a.m. sunrise gathering. That is a free gathering, but it is ticketed because that specific sunrise gathering will happen on the east end of this campus under the beautifully covered glass atrium that only holds about 250 seats. So that's first come, first serve, online or on the app. You got a RSVP for that free sunrise gathering. Again, all of the other gatherings, uh, you see the times and locations. And so come, come, come. It's gonna be a full day. It's gonna be a powerful day. And I'm inviting you and your friends and family to be here for Easter at Go Church. Then next Saturday is serve day at all of our campuses. And so we do this every quarter. We've kind of changed our approach in 2023. We're doing quarterly big serve day projects. And I'm inviting you and your family. This is a great opportunity as a family to come and serve. The way we say it here at Go Church is saved people serve people. Come on, can you say amen to that? So jump in with us. I'll be there serving uh, the projects for our South Metro campus. Scan this QR code, or if it gets off the screen too quickly, you can go online or the app. So that's next Saturday, uh, or this upcoming Saturday, March the 25th. And then that Sunday, so a week from today, we have Charlotte Gamble. We've been promoting and telling you about her. She's fantastic. Don't miss it. Get here early. Get a good seat. It's going to be a great day. So we've got a lot of good things happening here at Go Church. So, all right, this is week number six of a series that we've been doing called The God of Miracles. Have you enjoyed this series? Come on, let's go. So 
I would say that we've been building faith for the last six weeks, but really we gotta go back to the beginning of the year where we began to stir some faith within all of us to believe that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ever ask, think, or imagine. And at the end of 2022, going into 2023, the Lord gave me that verse, Psalm 77, 14. And here's what the Bible says. You are the God who performs miracles. Do you believe that today? Come on. You display your power among the people. And so we've been building faith all year long. And uh, this is the first time in eight years of being a pastor uh, that I've ever called a specific day to be Miracle and Healing Sunday. So what I hope to do in about 15 minutes after I pray is just give you a little bit of understanding of what we're doing, but more importantly, why we're doing what we're doing. So that's important in, in preaching and communicating, but that's also a great lesson in parenting and life and in leadership. People don't just wanna know what you're doing, but they wanna know why you're doing what you're doing. Does that make sense? So if you give me about 15 minutes, I'll share the why behind the what, and then we'll invite as many of you that would like for us to pray for you in agreement for your miracle uh, to come forward and we'll pray for you that way. We'll give you instruction. But first things first, let's bow our heads, let's close our eyes. We do this every Sunday before the message is shared. Take 10 seconds as a moment of focus and concentration, inviting the Holy Spirit to speak to you, inviting God to touch your heart. After 10 seconds, I'll pray for you. Lord, I thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you that the Spirit of God is here with us today because when your Holy Spirit is with us, then everything that we need is available. So if we need hope, it's in the presence of God. If we need salvation, if we need deliverance, if we need healing, if we need grace, reconciliation, mercy, and the list goes on and on and on, all of those things cannot be found in the world. They can only be found in you, Jesus. So we're so grateful and humbled that you're with us today. And I pray that you would pour out your glory in a fresh way. Hundreds and hundreds of people will be at a Go Church campus today because they've got a need that they can't meet on their own power. So they're trusting by faith that there is a greater power than their own. So Lord, I'm just asking, you don't owe us anything today, God. You did enough by sending your son, Jesus. Come on, can you say amen to that? But we know that according to your word, all of your promises are yes and amen. And we believe that you are the God of miracles. And today, right here, you'll display your power among the Go Church people. We give you all of the honor and all of the glory in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said amen and amen. Can we applaud King Jesus together? Come on, go church, let's go. Good, thank you. All right, um, one of the things that I wanna share with you as we talk a little bit about the why behind the what, and this will kind of set up a little context because not all of us have the same kind of experience of, of faith and church and life and, and family and, and whatnot. Um, and one of the beautiful characteristics of Go Church is her diversity. Whatever campus you're at today on the west side of Atlanta, Montgomery County, Maryland, or in this room, if you just look around the room, you see the, the multiracial diversity that makes up Go Church. It's absolutely beautiful. 
It is a small glimpse of what heaven will look like. Red, yellow, black, white. Can I get an amen from somebody? It's just a very beautiful thing. So I'm always so grateful that, uh, that in the, the culture that we live in, the society that we live in, the community that we live in, that God would grace us with the opportunity to worship together as brothers and sisters in the Lord. But also we're diverse generationally. Um, here at Go Church, we have really, really young people, and then we have really, really, really seasoned people. Can I get an? You thought, what did you think I was going to say? Mature people, grounded people. And I think it's so beautiful that here at Go Church, we see generations of people coming and attending and growing in their faith. But then we also have diversity in faith backgrounds. Not everybody grew up in the same way. I know some of you, uh, I know some of your, your stories, I know some of your faith journeys, and I know that we're not all you know, brought up in the same kind of church. As a matter of fact, help me out with this. How many of you grew up Baptist? Let me see your hand if you grew up Baptist. That's me, I grew up Baptist too, and uh, every Sunday I felt like I was going to hell. Come on somebody, it's just like I'm on my way to hell. You know, grew up Baptist. Uh, how many of you grew up Presbyterian? You grew up Presbyterian, okay, a few of you. How many of you grew up non-denominational? It's like, I don't know what we are, but we're something, or we're not, but we're non-denominational. How many of you grew up Catholic? You grew up Catholic. Well, that's a lot of, some of y'all are raising your hand for all of these. You're like, well, yeah, that's me, that was me. We went there, and then we went there. Um, how many of you grew up Methodist? You grew up Methodist. Keep your hand up for a moment, because God is a God of miracles. Methodists raising their hands in church. Come on, look at that. That's hey, it's powerful. That's liberating, ma'am, isn't it? Didn't that feel good? She went all the way up, too. She'd been at Go Church for a minute. She's like, I once was Methodist. <laughs> but now I'm Pentecostal. Where are you at, Pentecostals, Caroline? I, did you, I didn't have to say anything. I didn't say, raise your hand. I didn't say, woo! Y'all just crazy, like, ah! <laughs> How many of you didn't grow up in church? You didn't grow up in church. So see, the, the point is, is that we all have this different faith background. We all got different experiences. And so whenever we talk about we're gonna do a miracle and healing Sunday, depending on how you were raised in your faith or if you grew up in a church, that could mean a lot of things to a lot of people in a lot of different ways. So this is why before we pray for you, you understand not just what we're doing, but why we're doing it. Can I get an amen? So a couple of introductory thoughts, and then I'll show you what it is I wanna to try to accomplish today and why we're doing that. But here's my heart just on the screen. Listen, faith, prayer, healing, God's power, all Bible, all Bible. And one of the, the, the value propositions that we have as a church family is we are Bible believing. We are Bible teaching. So if you're new to Go Church, just visiting today, you're wondering what kind of church we are, then we are the kind of church that we believe the Bible. From Genesis to Revelation, we don't pick and choose parts of the Bible that we don't like and do like. The Bible is, I'm preaching better than you're helping me. I wish somebody would be like, thank God for that because we got a lot of faith, I'm being careful, but faiths and religions and churches out there that they're preaching their own gospel. We don't preach the gospel. And so when we talk about having faith and praying for people and believing that God is able to heal and deliver and set, all that's in the Bible. So if Jesus did it, and he did, and if Jesus said that you'll do even greater things and the apostles did, then we're gonna do it too. I'm just, that's my faith to believe that if, if Jesus said it, then we should believe it and we should operate in it. And then another reason that I think today is so important is because we really just want, we just want you to have more faith. I just wanna build your faith. 
I want you to be full of faith. I want you to be encouraged in your faith and to just keep believing. Just keep believing for your miracle. I know some of you, I'm confident, like you walked in today and you're just kind of like right on the doorstep of just giving up. Don't, don't give up today. Your miracle might be tomorrow. Don't give up now. Your miracle could be in just a few minutes. I just want you to have great faith. So this, again, this is just my heart here. The reason why we do what we do is just to build your faith, to encourage your faith, and for you to just keep believing. So today, in just a few minutes, we're gonna pray for you. We're gonna do a prayer line that you're gonna walk through, and we're gonna lay hands on you if, if that's okay with you. No one's gonna force you or force themselves on you in any way. Uh, we'd love to anoint you with oil, and we'd love to give you a prayer cloth. Now, all of those things are biblical, but, but why are we doing that? Why are we doing the prayer line? Why, why are we doing the laying on of hands? Why are we doing the, the oil? You know, why are we doing the prayer cloth? So I just thought I'd teach this to you for a minute and then give you the opportunity to, uh, you know, have faith and obedience and let God do the miracle work. Why come down for prayer? So this isn't new to Go Church. Every single Sunday during our, what we call our ministry moment, our prayer team will come at every campus before we go into that last song and we'll invite you to come down for prayer. So, so why is that? Why, why are we asking you to take a step out of your seat and let somebody pray with you? It's Bible. James 5, verse 14 says it this way. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call on the elders of the church. That's church leadership. Let the church leadership pray over them, anoint them with oil, all in the name of the Lord. And that's really important because as we pray for you today, we're not, I'm not praying for you in the name of this JC. I'm praying for you in the name of that JC. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about. My initials, JC, don't stand for Jesus Christ, by the way. You know, I'm sorry to disappoint you all. It stands for Jackie Chan. You better watch out, boy. I'm karate chopping the devil. Come on, somebody. Anyway, let me give you a couple reasons why we invite you for prayer. James 5, 5.14, by the way, anyone among you sick, call on the elders, pray over them, anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord, could literally be interpreted, let us pray with you, let us pray for you. So this is an invitation for corporate prayer, where together we pray. Well, can God not answer my private personal prayer? Of course he can, absolutely he can, but, but when you get brothers and sisters praying with you, agreeing with you, Man, that's like a, you talk about a faith builder? You talk about faith energizer? It's kind of like this. It's like watching your favorite team in the big game, but you watch it alone. Now, that, that's one experience, but if your team makes it to the big game and you invite all of the same fan base into your home or you get into the arena or you get into the stadium, the energy level, man, it's palpable. It's different. There is a difference of when people come and they, they pray together, that energy just changes. Does that make sense? Because you can pray on your own, but after a while you might feel fatigued, but you get some people around you that they're like, no, we're gonna pray until something happens, right? So, so there's an energy around corporate prayer. And then some of you today, you're gonna say, well, you know, I'll, I'll walk through a prayer line, you all pray for me, I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel anything. Others will say, I walked, I felt something. I felt energy I felt love, I felt God, but some of you are like, oh, I didn't feel nothing, I felt tired, I felt, I waited, so I felt exhausted, I felt frustrated because somebody cut me in the prayer line. If you cut anybody in the prayer line, like you are definitely going to hell. Come on, somebody, like, <laughs> there ain't no, 
And if you get mad at the person, so nobody has to cut because everybody should be like, you go, no, you go, no, you go. But somebody's gonna have to go. We're gonna be here all day, all right? But you get what I'm saying? Like I waited, I didn't feel anything. Listen, this is not about how we feel, F-E-E-L. It's not about how we feel. Be very careful of your emotions, right? But it's a, I will tell you this. You walk through a prayer line, you let people lay hands on you, anoint you with oil, God will feel you, F-I-L-L. -L. So you may not F-E-E-L anything. I'm just trying to tell you that your pastor can spell, come on somebody. But God will fill you, F-I-L-L, -L, with hope, with grace, with mercy, with power, with his Holy Spirit, come on, with encouragement. So it's not about feeling, it's about filling. All right, well, why, why are they gonna lay hands on me? Because some of you all grew up in the hood and laying hands on somebody meant something completely different than laying, how many of you know what I'm talking about? Like pray for me, don't play with me, right? So what does this mean, you're gonna lay hands on me? Matt, let me give you a few verses here, Matthew 18, 19. I say to you that if, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father who is in heaven. Mark 16, 18, watch this. They shall lay hands on the sick, and what's the promise? They shall recover. Luke 4, 40, at sunset, uh, people came to Jesus, all kinds of diseases. And the Bible says that Jesus laid his hands on each one of them and he healed them all. So why is somebody gonna lay hands on me? Well, again, like, it, just think about it in your natural response, just your natural response. If somebody in your family, in your, in your, your household tribe is going through a difficult time, what do you do? You hug them. You grab their hand. Put your arm around their shoulder. You're laying hands on them. Does that make sense? Um, what do you do with a close friend that's going through a storm? You, you embrace them, you lay hands on them, you pray for them. And so when we talk about laying on of hands, it's just a symbol of faith that the Lord can heal you. So as you come through a prayer line, our prayer team is just a point of contact. There is no magical power in their hands. God has all the power. The Holy Spirit is the one that produces supernatural power. But just laying on of hands is just an encouragement. Man, there's something about a touch. There's something about it, just a touch. And so look, when you walk through a prayer line, nobody's gonna like push you down. Nobody's gonna, ladies, nobody's gonna smash your hair in. You know, like this ain't, this ain't that. It's just a gentle, respectful touch. If you fall out, that's the Holy Ghost. We didn't trip you. Come on, somebody. And if it's the Lord, just lay there for a few minutes, all right? And then another reason is because, again, like somebody lays hands on you, it's an encouragement. It increases your faith. It's a blessing to the person that's being prayed for. So again, nothing weird here. We just believe in the power of corporate prayer and the power of laying on of hands. It's the Bible. I know, but then why do you have to anoint me with oil? Well, the same way y'all use all those essential oils. Come on, somebody. Why do you anoint me with oil? Let me give you a verse here. Let's go back to James 5, 14, because this is Bible, Right? Is anyone among you sick? Let them call on the elders of the church, the church leadership, pray over them, and do what? Anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. Why? Why anoint them with oil? Well, all throughout Scripture, the use of anointing oil is an important practice in the Bible. Over 20 times in Scripture, we use, or we see, rather, the use of anointing oil. Five times in the New Testament alone. And almost always, Anointing oil is a representative of the Holy Spirit. 
of the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, one of the most quoted chapters in all of the Bible, and this is familiar to people that are even new to church or they don't go to church, almost everybody at some point, they've heard Psalm 23, right? I mean, you've heard Psalm 23. Verse number five of Psalm 23, the psalmist David, who writes the psalm, he is, he, he is a shepherd taking care of the flock, taking care of the sheep. And in verse number five, what does he say? You anoint my head with oil. Now he's writing this as a shepherd, but as a psalm to the good shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is our ultimate anointer. But David understands the symbolism here because he's a shepherd. And so what a shepherd would do as they tended their flock, they would watch at the response of the sheep in the summer heat as the flies, man, the nagging flies would attack the face or the mask of the sheep. And so the good shepherd would anoint their face with oil because that oil would be like a protection, a balm over their face, a salve, if you will, and it would keep the flies out of their face. Let me preach for like 30 seconds, all right? Man, the enemy is nothing but a nagging fly. That's all he is, good for nothing, man. He just flies around, flies around talking about sickness and disease and problems and pain and financial, you know, burdens and spiritual. He's just a fly, man. And I love to swat a fly. Can I get an amen from somebody? So when we anoint you with oil, it's just praying the Holy Spirit protect you from the fly who is the enemy. Come on and say amen. That's all it is. You anoint my head with oil. When you come through the prayer line, it's just one little cross of anointing oil. I loved it in our first gathering today, 815. There were so many children that came through to be prayed for and anointed. And one little boy, he was probably like seven or eight years old. And he walked through the prayer line. His hands were open so wide. His heart was open so huge. And his eyes were as big as headlights of a Volkswagen. And I said, can I just anoint you with oil? And he, he did this. And I just put a little cross and I gave him a prayer cloth. And it just blessed my heart as I watched him walk away, taking that prayer cloth, wiping that oil off. You know, get that thing out of here, man. You did your job. This is, I don't know what all this is. <laughs> so I chased him down. I said, you will. No, I'm just kidding. Why, why anoint my head with oil? Why, why give me a prayer cloth? Why give me a prayer cloth? It's a great question. It's Bible. Acts 19, two verses here. And then I'll give us some instruction for the rest of our gathering. God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of the apostle Paul, verse number 12, so that even the handkerchiefs or the aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick and their diseases left them and the evil spirits came out of them. Now, I just wanna say this to you because this is really, really important, especially for those of you that are new to go church, you're, you're new to faith, this is all kind of different for you. You don't, you don't know me, I don't have any you know, trust in that trust bank with you. You're just, you're just here, you were invited and, and you came by faith. This is important that you know this. I don't think that I'm the Apostle Paul. I don't think I'm some miracle healer man. Um, I do think that I'm a man of God. Um, I do believe that I'm a man of great faith. I do believe that I have the spiritual gift of praying for people for healing and I've seen them be healed. But this isn't some show. Like this isn't flash and this isn't, you know, some smoke and mirrors. This is just, we all got needs and um, 
I just believe God enough that he's able to do the miracle that I can't do for myself. So I'm gonna give you a prayer cloth, a few reasons why. The prayer cloth is just symbolism of a powerful reminder that there, there's a group of people here at Go Church that are praying for you. We've been praying for you and we're gonna keep praying for you. Um, and I'm inviting you to keep that prayer cloth, hold on to it, so that on the days you feel like giving up, and you will have those days because we're human, on the days you feel like there is no hope and the miracle will never happen, you can not only stand on the promises of God, but you can look at that prayer cloth and be reminded and encouraged, there are people that are praying for me when I can't pray for myself. You ever been there before? I know I have. And then the prayer cloth was really the only way that Kimberly and I, my wife and I, knew how to just give you a personal touch. Um, they'll be close to probably 2,000 people today at a Go Church campus. Can't pray for all of them. Obviously, I can't get to Maryland or on the west side, and the three gatherings are gonna be so large today that we can't pray for everybody personally and one-on-one, and, and -on -one, but for what it's worth, we prayed over 2,000 prayer cloths this week. Laid them out on my desk in the office. And then we took them home and we laid them out all over our front living room and took a little bottle of anointing oil. Just prayed over everyone, turned some worship music on. And we cried and wept and prayed. And some of you we called by name because you've shared your story with us personally. And then others of you who we don't even know, we said, Lord, you know who will be here on this Sunday and you know their needs. So when they come to that prayer line and we lay hands on them and we anoint them and they get this prayer cloth, you just touch their heart in a special way. So this is why it's the prayer cloth. So here's how I'll transition, but no matter where you are on your faith journey, would you just pray this prayer? God, I'm open. I'm open. Maybe you would say, I've got a lot of church hurt, but today I'm open. Maybe you would say, what I see in the natural, like it's impossible, but God, I'm open. I don't even believe in all of this. I don't even know if I believe in God, but today I'm just open. So Lord, if you're real, show me who you are. Um, I've never experienced anything like this, but I'm open. Maybe you would say, I'm actually really anxious about what's about to happen, or I'm somewhat cautious. You know what, I, I think I can relate to that. I remember the first time I ever visited a, a, a Pentecostal church, and it was overwhelming for me in that moment. And two little old ladies came up. I was 19 years old. I had just broken my leg playing football, and uh, so I was in a cast from all you could see was the tip of my toes all the way to my hip bone. And I went into church. My mama took me to a church and they rolled me in in a wheelchair and two little old ladies came and prayed for me. And the lady was on, one lady was on this side, one lady was on this side. This little old lady was shouting, hold on, hold on. This little old lady was saying, let go, let go. I didn't know what to do. So I was holding on, letting go, holding on, letting go, holding on, letting go. But as soon as they were done, I scooted out of there as fast as I could, and I said, Mama, don't ever take me to that church again. A few days later, I got filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. God gave me the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So like, I, I get being cautious and anxious 
that makes sense to me. So let me just say to you that might be a little skeptical of all of it, would you just say, God, I'm open. So don't be the first one in the prayer line. Just stay at your seat for a few minutes and just, just worship or watch or wait. And then when the Lord says go, just say, I'm open and I'm gonna step out in great faith. Yeah, but what if people are looking at me? I can promise you this. Ain't nobody gonna be looking at you. They got their own stuff. They're on their own journey. They got their own need. They're gonna be focused in on what the Lord's doing in them, okay? So here's what I want you to do. I want you to take 30 seconds every campus. Take your hands, hold them palms up towards heaven as if God were depositing something, like a gift. I want you to pray this prayer for 30 seconds and then we'll give you instruction at every campus on how this will go. But just pray for 30 seconds. God, I'm open.